It's Wednesday, August 30th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. And so today we have a privilege of having Meredith Campbell back on the Defender Podcast, and Meredith is one of our precious uh, program director. She oversees uh, lots of different countries, uh, Haiti, India, and some of our African programs, uh, as well as Hong Kong and Taiwan. And unfortunately, throughout the journey, we have seen many programs that have closed to adoption for lots of different reasons. Maybe it was because there has been corruption in that country. Maybe it's because of the poverty in that country that they could no longer sustain a program. Many times it's for political reasons, but for whatever the reason, we've seen families who had referrals or who were in the midst of the process have to walk through a program that is is closing or maybe the fear of something closing. We have certainly even had our Poland program, which you know, uh, an agency was doing some things that were not ethical and several organizations shut down that had referrals uh, that they had offered our families. And so we've seen families walk through the uncertainty of those programs. And Poland was able to maintain uh, its its status and stay open as a country. But unfortunately, we've seen programs like Congo and Uganda and most recently Ethiopia really have a slowdown or, or a shutdown completely to adoption. So Meredith, you have had the on one hand, a privilege, um, but one hand, a burden to have to walk with so many families through this journey. And really what we want to do is just talk about God's sovereignty through that journey. And so first, would you just talk about kind of as you've counseled and as you've loved on and ministered to families, what what are the things you're telling families and helping them as they realize they may not be able to complete this adoption that they started on? I think that for families that are walking through this even now and that have walked through it, um, one thing that I have really felt compelled to be able to encourage them in and share with them is just God's faithfulness, even in the really hard things. And as a social worker and director, sometimes it's, it's hard to be that person coming in to share those things because I'm not daily walking in that and I'm not I'm not the one in mm. the adoption process and so I've, I've found that the Lord has given me a lot of compassion for mm. that um, I think that families they initially as they're walking through something like that because they have had this dream mm-hmm. and they've had this calling you know the Lord has placed mm. this call on their on their life and they are committed to it and they are pursuing that. And so when sometimes those dreams are shattered, Mm -hmm. um, families begin to experience grief Mm -hmm. and it's a loss. It's a, it's an instant loss. And I think that sometimes that grief can, can look different. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that comes out in anger or despair. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I I find that families really need the freedom to walk through that and to hear that that is okay, mm-hmm. that that the Lord is in that even, mm-hmm. in that anger and that despair, that He 
comes alongside of them and he can still bring joy and he can still bring understanding and his peace. And so I think that what I've been able to witness in that too is a lot of redemption. Mm -hmm. And as families are walking through something so heavy and at times it, it can be devastating, you know, for a family that even has a referral and they lose a referral and then a country that closes and there, there might not be any hope to continue on that families are able to still hold on to their faith mm. and that they learn so much about the sovereignty of God because they see it firsthand. It's mm. not something that they read about in scripture mm. or they hear another friend or family member talking about, but it's something that they are getting to experience and it is bringing them closer to the Lord, mm. even in that heartache. So I think those are big things for me, big lessons I've learned and continue to learn and that I want families to feel that openness to, to really process those things. Mm. I think that having community that can come alongside of them for families that have walked through that too is really, really important for families. And at the end of the day, I feel like when families go through something like this, their faith is coming into action. And it's kind of like the rubber hitting the road. Mm -hmm. Do you really believe God is sovereign? That's right. Because you can say that all day, but when hard things come and as you're walking through that, what, what does that look like for mm -hmm. you? And so I'm thankful to kind of have a first seat, first hand seat to that. So I know you have a, a dear friend who's kind of walked through some of this, right? With the fear of, you know, maybe not being able to pursue their child that they'd already been matched with. Mm -hmm. um, and this is also a family that's adopted from Africa and had a successful adoption, uh, but has watched other families maybe have to get out of the process or go through a lot of really tedious processes to be able to bring their children home. You know, I, I'm going to say something that obviously is not what we believe, but, but these families hear sometimes from friends like, well, you've never met this child, so why are you so upset? Or you haven't even been matched yet with the child. Why are you so upset? Help families understand, and maybe even from your own friend's perspective, how can we walk alongside of these families and love them and, and empathize with the grief that they really are going through, when, especially when others are saying in their ear, it's not like you were pregnant. It's not like you felt this baby kick. It's not like you've ever met this child. It's not like you've ever touched this child. For those families that maybe not even have a referral, but they're grieving this this loss of what they even felt like God called them to do, talk to those of us of how do we support them well and love them well? I think that is such a good question because that is something that we see a lot and we hear. Um, I think that for families... That, that might have those thoughts or might just not have a full picture. I think it's just not having a full picture of what families walk through and where their heart is in this is that even though a family might not have met a child, they have already started attaching to that child because that is a healthy thing in a lot of ways. When you do get to meet your child for the first time at Gotcha Trip, the Lord has already started a process of that attaching and bonding. And I think so much too is families are committed to this mm. child in prayer. Mm. We have so many families that they might have a referral, but it still might be a year before mm -hmm. they're bringing that child home. And what are they doing in the meantime? Mm -hmm. 
in that interim, they are praying for that child. They are starting to talk about them for the other children in the home. Mm-hmm. And there, this is a this is a preparation stage. It's something that we encourage families to really be looking at what can we be doing now. And mm-hmm. so I think for families that have walked through that, even a family that doesn't have a referral, their heart is so drawn mm-hmm. to this country. They know the need. Mm-hmm. They, even if it's not their child, they see the faces of kids mm-hmm. that need forever families and that, that are alone. Mm-hmm. And so I think asking the Lord for compassion and mm-hmm. understanding is a great place to start. But also I think just asking families what their story is, mm-hmm. you know, if there's something that you don't understand or that it's hard to grasp, I think it's so great to listen and mm-hmm. to be in that, to really hear them and to hear their story and what they've walked through. Because I know that the Lord uses that. I have a, a friend that used to have those thoughts and it was so hard for them to understand. And once they got into a process, it was immediate understanding and mm-hmm. compassion. And so I think being a good listener mm-hmm. is a is a great place to start. And I think understanding too, right, that we're asking these families to open up their heart and to come to a very vulnerable place in preparation for the adoption, right? Because we want them to have uh, a big open heart of love to wrap this child into their family. And so I think what you said is so important. It's the preparation. It's all that they've gone through. And it's the idea that this child is coming in. And and this doesn't just affect, right, the the family, This doesn't just affect that mom and that dad that are seeking to adopt a child, but it it, it really extends to their extended family, to grandparents and the aunts and the uncles. And even this friend that I know that we're talking about loosely, right? Her, Her family has gotten engaged even recently because they have felt such a tug towards the country where their grandchild came from. To, to just mourn with these other families whose processes are becoming elongated or which are, are potentially at a point where they may stop. And so you see the empathy of the body of Christ come up. And I think it's just such a, such a beautiful, beautiful thing. So uh, just, you know, really as we think and, and we know that God is sovereign over these processes and we see so many times through his word when something happened that wasn't expected, right? I know everybody loves to talk about Joseph and certainly Joseph was going to meet his brothers with this rainbow coat and didn't expect to be sold into slavery. And certainly when he was sold into slavery and uh, accused of adultery, which he didn't do, he didn't expect to be in jail. And then he's you know, tells these dreams of the baker and the cupbearer and thinks they're going to tell the king. They don't tell the king until later. And he finally gets up to Pharaoh to interpret this dream. And we see that through all the grief and all the agony that God used it for his great redemptive purposes. And so just speak into some of these families. Like when we think of Hebrews 4.13, that nothing in creation is outside of God's sight, but everything's laid bare for him to see. Help these families kind of as we close, just, just speak truth into their life of God's sovereignty and how you have seen God work all things to his great purpose, even for those who were heartbroken and disappointed because these processes didn't end the way they thought they would. So I think a great example of that would be, well, first of all, just saying that we just don't know what's best, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think so often we want to, we want to have control 
we want to, we have this plan, we have this vision in our minds, mm -hmm. and sometimes that's just not what happens. And so I think that a real-life example of that for me is a family that gets a referral and that referral ends up just not being mm -hmm. not being able to be processed because of paperwork and at that time it's it's such a devastating loss and then a week later mm -hmm. you know god opens another door and that that family receives another referral and and that is their mm -hmm. son that is their child and just seeing how faithful the mm -hmm. Lord works in his perfect timing. Mm -hmm. I think that that is so, so important. And I think if I could just really say anything about this, it would just be to hold on to hope. I mm -hmm. think that I, I see families walking through that grief. And then a year later, they're maybe in another program mm -hmm. and they're about to bring home their child from China or mm -hmm. Bulgaria. And God, God is in all of that. And they, and I see the hope on their faces and I get to hear the joy mm -hmm. that has come through that. And so I think just all of the things that the Lord claims for us mm -hmm. with hope and peace, he really, he really is faithful on that. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that time and time again. And, and just for families that are not there yet, mm -hmm. that they are still in that grieving period of loss, that that you know that we, we are prayerful for you, that um, we see God's hand in those things, and that we want to walk with you through that. Amen. And I think the tendency, and I know it's my tendency as a control freak is to try to take control of these situations and just to remember that God is sovereign and I know that even a, a family that was walking through the Ethiopia journey who knew they couldn't continue just recently brought home a little boy from Colombia an Afro-Columbia little boy and one of the things they told me when I was just recently in Texas was if we hadn't gone into the Ethiopia program, we never would have been matched with our son. And he's such a perfect fit for our family. And so certainly that's not to say we want to be apathetic. We want to do the things that we can potentially do and then watch God and his sovereignty show up. But we certainly don't want to get ahead of what the Lord is doing. And we always want to encourage families to be prayerful. You know, that's not to minimize their grief. That's not to minimize the hurt and the pain. But to know that with our great God, right, there is going to be that that pearl that comes on the other side of the suffering. And so it just reminds us what 1 Chronicles 29, 11 through 13 says, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the splendor and the majesty for everything in the heavens and on the earth belongs to you. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom and you are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor come from you and you are the ruler of everything. Power and might are in your hand and it is in your hand to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glory glorious name. And so for those families who are walking through disappointment, whether it's the disappointment of a failed adoption or the disappointment of a sick family member or the loss of a job, remember that our great God is sovereign and working in his way to his glory to be known to all nations. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. 
Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.